1: Hello and welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. I hope that you guys are enjoying this ADHD series as much as I am. I know certainly a lot of you are because the feedback has been just so heartwarming. So thank you to all of you who have reached out and told me what how much you're getting out of this series. Today I have one of my good friends with me, Sylvia Campbell, and she is going to be sharing from a whole lot of different perspectives of hers around ADHD. Welcome, Sylvia. Hello. You have been a guest on the podcast before, so I'm going to link to that episode in the show notes. Do you remember what it was called?
2: Something about
1: recycling. Was it Recycling Holding Zone? Maybe. I think it might have been.
2: If you're relying on my memory, like, this is not <laughs> going to go well.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll put the link in the show notes.
2: <laughs> good, good plan.
1: So, Sylvia, can you introduce yourself? to our community. Just kind of give me the, you're walking into a room of people and you need to stand up and introduce yourself by line.
2: Uh, okay, hi, I'm Sylvia. I am a chemical engineer and I work in the water industry. Um, my current role is as a process improvement lead and um, what else can I tell you? I also have an arts degree. So there's the flighty, like focusing on different things um what else can I say I've um got a wonderful husband and two beautiful children who are eight and six I live in Flemington in Melbourne um
1: that's probably a good start it's a very good start I didn't know you had an arts degree I do did you major in anything
2: I did I have to tell you now uh I majored in classics like Latin Oh. An ancient Greek, and I also did a minor in history and philosophy of science.
1: Wowzers. Wowzers. Um, I didn't finish my arts degree. I did a double commerce arts and didn't finish either, but I did philosophy and it was just like pulling teeth out because conceptualising just random thoughts and trying to uh, remember them was so hard for me.
2: Yeah. I was going to do a philosophy major and I did like one subject and went, No. Nah. And I switched to history and philosophy of science, which was way better.
1: Yeah, give me something a little more concrete. Absolutely. I really love your role at the moment at work. Uh, Actually, hold that thought because I want to ask you the first question. I'll hold the thought. (laughs) You don't have to. I want to ask you the first question, which is do you have ADHD? Do you work with ADHDers, live with ADHDers or all of the above? Uh, All of the above. I live
2: for myself, yes. Uh, I think there's like one in 20 people in Australia diagnosed and I think the expected figure is like one in 10. So I kind of feel like just about everyone should be able to answer like yes to yes at least one of those, right? Yes. But yes, I I answer yes to all of those. And it's That's quite awful. funny. There's like memes about you know, when you get your ADHD diagnosis and then you turn around and everyone in your circle of friends has an ADHD diagnosis, and
1: you're like, oh, that's a bit weird. It's like, no, no, we like flock together. Yes, because I spoke to someone <laughs> the other day who said they've never met an adult with ADHD. And I was like, I feel I like there are adults without, ADHD. but it's, you know, different who you attract.
2: Well, but I think it's also what you're saying is you've never met an adult who has been diagnosed. As having or ADHD who or who has his. told
1: you. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's a different thing. Yeah. Um. So I do want to go back to that work thing. So I think the process improvement and looking for ways to improve things is definitely one of your strengths. And I know certainly that I've drawn on that in different areas of life and work and kind of come to you for help in those things. How does that interact with your ADHD? Well, I think I am good
2: at that because I have ADHD, because it's like you're kind of behind the starting line or something when you start. And so you're constantly trying to like, all right, I'm only doing it this way and I'm going really slowly oh, but what if I do it that way and then I'll go a bit faster or like constantly reaching and trying to find better ways of doing things. Mm. I heard someone saying once like ADHD is like if you had two people and tell them to peel an apple and the neurodivergent person has like a toothpick and the neurotypical person has like a peeler (laughs) and like the ADHD person will peel that apple with a toothpick but they'll put a lot more
1: effort in and it'll take a lot longer. That's fantastic.
2: Yeah. Or, so, or they
1: throw the apple to the neurotypical and go, can you peel my apple for me? You've got to peel
2: it, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so
2: I feel like I've probably honed those skills over my life because mm. I'm constantly trying to make things better in and terms of the way I do
3: things.
1: One of the areas that I want us to focus on in our episode, because I think it's your particular strength, is efficiency and process and thinking about things in a creative way and understanding that the one percenters matter and understanding that kind of cost of doing things and weighing up the cost benefit analysis type stuff. Like, I think you're quite analytical, but really creative. And I think that the tips that you've got and the, the way that your brain works in your home to talk specifically on a lot of the decluttering and organizing strategies that you've tried over the years. Yeah. There'll be something for everyone. I would like to think so.
2: It's like the greatest irony of people like who saw me as a child could see me now as like giving out tips on decluttering and organizing. <laughs> <laughs> such a messy disorganized
1: child. But but your brain really works in that way. So what do you think has changed? Like is it just that you kind of realised that there were tools that you didn't have to do it the way that a sibling did it or that your parents did it or that friends did it? Like what was the key to unlocking the I can do this?
2: Um, uh, I think you coming to my house and teaching me how to do stuff,
1: Mm. part
2: one. (laughs) Uh, I don't think I had the skills. I I looked, you know, like you'd get the instruction from parents, like, you know, go tidy your room. Like, okay, I've tidied my room. Mm. all of my books are organized they are organized on the floor yeah <laughs> all of and my worksheets like everything is organized on my desk they're in a big pile I know where everything is if you ask me to get something I can get it but it's not organized in the way that other people expect it to be organized
3: mm.
2: and and I remember thinking as a child like I'd look at you know you go to friends house and you look at their bedrooms and they're going how do they do this like how Do they not use anything or do they use it and put it back or do do they stay up really late cleaning their room? Like how does this work? And I just could never understand it. Um, And interestingly, I remember the first time you came and did a session at my house and I was like, you know, in a million years I never would have thought of the things that she did to organising it and it really worked for me but it would never have occurred to me to do Hmm. this. Uh, And I think it was really for me it's like exposure So we we have a joke in our house that, like, I'm a learning robot. Like, once I see it, I can replicate it. So, yeah, just absorbing. And I think also, like, now with the internet, you can look up a million decluttering blogs and you can get so many tips and you can see so many different examples of the way things are done. Whereas, like, when you're a child, it's like, well, like, pre-internet, it's like, well, I know what my house looks like and I know what maybe some other people's houses look like and that's it yeah um so I just didn't have the examples of seeing different ways of organizing that would mm-hmm. work for a visual person like me and I definitely remember having conversations of like oh well, you just put the books on your desk like and you have all the spines and then you read the spines and that's how you know what you need and I was like well no I need to see the front cover
1: Yes, because so I used to person. have,
2: yeah. So I would have piles on the floor. There's like the physics pile and the chemistry pile and the history pile or whatever it was. And I knew where everything was. And I like, okay, I'm doing chemistry now. Grab like, it was all organized, but it was mm-hmm. all on the floor. And probably I'd talk to you then, you would have be been like, oh, well, we just need to like organize them so you can see all the, co- you know, see the covers of them. Yeah. On your desk or on yeah, a shelf or yeah, like yeah. some other way. But that was kind of all I could work out at, at that time. But yeah, yeah, So I guess it's just that looking and fine. And now I have more, I guess I have more language too to go, I need a home or I need I need to classify or I need to and I can work out what the problem is that I'm trying to solve a lot more.
1: Yeah, actually let's talk more about that because I think what you described when you're a kid and you went into someone else's room, I think was really insightful. And I think what a lot of people feel in their own spaces when they're like somewhat, I know this is messy or I know this is untidy or I know this is cluttered. I know it's not working. I know it's stressful. It's overwhelming. I know how it feels. I know what the problem looks to be, but I don't actually understand what about it is like not working. I don't know how to walk my way into a solution.
2: Yeah. And I think, so this is a lot of what we do in a workplace. People will come to you and say, I need this. Can you make this for me? And the first step is always, like, oh, well, why do you want that? What's the problem that you're trying to solve? Mm. And going, like, rather, so instead of solutions, thinking of, like, I need to buy a container that goes here, what's the actual problem? And often the most obvious thing is, like, the surface clutter. Like, the mm. kitchen bench is really cluttered. It's like, well, what's on the kitchen bench and why is it there and not somewhere else? Like, it doesn't have a home or, like, for instance, the moment the top of my washing machine, gets really cluttered, I should just keep decluttering that. But actually it's because the laundry cupboard above the trough needs to be decluttered. And once I've decluttered that, then there won't be so much stuff that Mm. just hangs out on the washing machine and then I'll be able to put the baskets there. But, you know, so the problem is like, oh, put those baskets away that keep floating around. And if I keep going, oh, you know, thinking about the baskets, I'm never actually going to declutter that cupboard that is the reason the baskets are floating around. Something that brilliant. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, always thinking about, like, what is the problem? When does it happen? Where does it happen? And, like, really digging into why is it happening um, is, is kind of the way I approach those sorts of things.
1: And I think what you then have is a solution that solves the problem rather than defers the problem. Because if you, the solution for you was, well, there's stuff on top of the washing machine, so I'm going to get a tub to put them in. So it's like with like, or it's containerized. It's got limits. You did that, but you're still theoretically, not, yeah, you you're might still do not that. solving the problem or just of the have washing a giant pile of things on there. Yeah. <laughs> but even if you did, that doesn't solve the problem. Yeah,
2: but also, so, like, I don't, I'm not going to beat myself up about things on the washing machine because I know I need to focus on the cupboard.
1: Yeah,
2: and when I have the time and energy to deal with it, then I will. Mm -hmm. um but yeah I I can sort of relax but okay I know that that problem will go once I've dealt with the root cause I'm very good at working out what the root cause is I'm not actually good at doing it and fixing it and like actually doing the decluttering but I'm very good at working out what the problem is
1: but once you've worked out what the problem is you don't necessarily have to be the solution then because you can find the solutions okay well that's now I know what the problem is I've identified what it will take to do that so Next time I've got a friend over, I'm like, I'm going to make you a cup of tea and give you an Easter egg, but while we talk, I need a body double to do that. Or hubby, kids, mum, whoever, next time you ask me if I need any help, that's what I need help with. Like you actually then yeah, have a really problem.
2: Yeah, and, you know, I suppose I should say at this point because people won't know, like I have a lot of physical mobility issues. I've got a yeah. shoulder injury at the moment with my left hand and I am left-handed. Uh, So I can't reach things above my head. I also have a knee injury. I live in a house with stairs. So going up and down stairs costs a lot of spoons. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm just going to put a pile on the stairs and then take them all up at once rather than taking each thing up because there's too many times going up and down the stairs. Um, So it's also like, all right, I know exactly what the problem is. So next time, you know, my husband's home, I need you to get that thing down or I need you to put this thing up there so that I can go on and do the other things.
3: Mm.
1: How else has that kind of identification of the problem really shone and helped you to solve problem areas in the house or helped you to come up with solutions that were perhaps different to what you thought they might be? Um I mean, I have to think about this. Oh,
2: you should give me the questions before so I can oh, think have, about I, it. Otherwise, I gave you questions otherwise.
1: before, didn't I? <laughs> Did you? Oh, I'm not asking anyone. So
2: organised. For-
1: I'm not, I literally haven't asked one that's of them right. because that's we right. all of a sudden went down a My rabbit brain hole as we work. do. Yeah, of course. So that's of course. okay. Like why would
2: you have had these questions? Anyway, <laughs> uh, so I guess moving house, so I've moved to house like a couple, quite a few times in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And so going from one place to another place to another place, you're like, all right, where's this thing going to go? Where's that thing going to go? Okay, the tubs that I had that fitted perfectly in this house no longer fit there. So where am I going to? put these things and like how am I going to rejig things so like we had gone from you know like different wardrobes so we ended up like selling all of the furniture we had and then buying new purpose fit furniture that fitted the spaces that we had Mm -hmm. we had like opening wardrobes and now we've got like sliding mirror wardrobes so you know the chest of drawers that we had like bought purposefully to fit in the wardrobe at one house isn't going to fit because there's like sliding mirror doors so we like got rid of that and then got like a narrow tall boy so you can slide the doors across and it's on one side and you can open the drawers and then that's that's the sort of solution in there so when we um we were in bright for a year and then we moved back but we sort of came and checked out the house and I measured everything and drew up a floor plan and like I measured inside all of the cupboards and worked out how high the shelves were and then went back to my house and was like, right, here's the shelf arrangement. And then I started rearrange like I taped it off inside the pantry and yeah, nerdy, right? Um and then could go Yeah. Slow cooker's not gonna fit there. I'm gonna have to find somewhere else for the slow cooker to go because it's too tall or whatever it was. Like Mm. I mean can't remember specifics but yeah that that kind of thing of like being able to go in and go I need a container that is I can get four of them across and they can be maximum this length or this width or whatever and then going into bunnings or like going online and checking all of the measurements (laughs) and going these are the ones buy five of them
1: yes and then even if they don't fit into the next place you use them in a different spot or you repurpose
2: So I've literally got, like, underbed rollaway tubs Mm -hmm. in a a cupboard above the head height at the moment. Brilliant. Because that's where they go.
1: Yeah. And that's where you can utilise the space.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's one of the great things about ADHD is, like, the confidence to break rules.
1: Yes. (laughs) Of, like...
2: Well, why should I, like, why, why would I do it that way? And that, I mean, that's one of the things that we're always asking. We're like, why do we do it this way? Oh, we've always mm. done it that way. Like, well, why did we do it? Why do we always do it that way? Um, and is that still the best way to do it or is, you know, have things changed? What's changed? And so, yeah, they say under bed rollers on them. It doesn't have to go under my bed. Mm. I can put it where I want. <laughs> I've
1: got one in the top of our wardrobe, actually. Exactly. You know, like as, I know, as three in
2: the top of our words, yeah. I <laughs> You know, so like I, you know, I don't care if it says that; I'll just put it, you know, where I want yeah. it to go. And and being willing to break those rules. So, like a game changer for me was I started dot journaling. Um, yeah. You know, like bullet journaling? Yeah. Which I originally I was like, oh, I can't be bothered with like all of that. And then I started looking into it, and they were like, oh yeah, you start with a blank page, and then you make up a template that works for you. And you have a table of contents and you just put whatever page, you can choose any page you like and put something there and then you just put it in the table of contents so you can find it later. So there's no like wrong way to do it, right? And so I, when I was setting it up, I forgot to put October, like you do a monthly planner page. I forgot to put October in. So I put October (laughs) after December. But it's in the the table of contents. I know where to go to find it. Like it doesn't worry me that it's actually... Not in chronological uh, order in the book. Yeah, I think
1: I would have to throw the whole bullet journal out and start again.
2: <laughs> yeah, whereas for me, I was like, yeah, that's fine. I, would it just, makes like, sense, I'll, yeah. I don't need to use October and December at the same time. There's never a time that I actually need, it's not like a novel where I need to read it chronologically because yeah. I've always shied away from, like, you know, monthly planners or diaries. It's like, well, what if I run out of room in October? Totally, yeah. And now what am I going to do? Yeah.
1: And, whereas, Yeah. Can I just like deep dive on a bullet journal for a minute? Because yeah. this is the bit I don't understand about it and it may just be an A. Okay. Thing. So I, let me just show you. I know everyone else can't see this, but I just use a spiral bound A5 notebook. Great podcasting material. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just explain. You know what? Hamish and Andy are forever showing each other things and I'm like if they can show each other things on a podcast by George, I can too. But so what she's I held have, up an A5 spiral bound notebook. And then I've got um, like Monday and then I've got all the things I have to do on Monday. But what I love doing is it like once I cross it all off is then I rip that page out, throw it in the bin and never have to look at it again. Whereas oh, a bullet journal so it rubbish. kind of stays there, doesn't it? Like it's almost the history yeah. of... Yeah, but if you,
2: depending on what colours you use, you can use the page again because... Like it's like I'll use like purple and green or whatever. And then you can write over in black and you can still read it. Or you I can color it in. Or, oh, so I can yeah. use the pages for other things. So I use that Amy like line through diagonal line yep. through the page yep. to show that it's done. But then also I have kids who like drawing. So it's like, yeah, you can draw on that page. Do whatever you want. Oh,
1: and please yeah. don't,
2: please don't draw on like the empty pages that I want
3: to
1: use yeah it's got to have a line through it yeah all right so I'm gonna not bullet journal because I, I can't stand the thought of not ripping out all the pages when I'm done and I'm really like, glad it it's works gotta for, work you. for you that's exactly sorry. right I keep
2: interrupting you sorry that I mean that is another thing that I do interrupt uh, do you know
1: <laughs> story of my life sorry, listeners. Of us, and like the whole ADHD series has basically been me talking over the top of people and then people talking over the top of me. So I yeah. don't care. Okay, great. Cool. Not even a little bit? Not even a little bit.
2: <laughs> Excellent.
1: Excellent. I mean,
2: people who talk to me just get used to the idea that I will interrupt them and I will tell, like, three different stories, can, like, at the same time. concurrently. And yeah. just have to follow on.
1: Yeah, yeah. And if you get yeah. lost, just hold out 20 minutes because I'll come back to it later. <laughs> That's right. And what well, I do forget... want to come back to... Yes, I want to come back to what you just said before, which was we've, uh, we've, just because we've always done it that way doesn't mean we have to do it this way. And most people stop there. And it's almost like a writing off of how we've always done it. But what you asked is something I've never heard other people. And it's like, I wonder why we've always done it that way. Like, there was obviously a reason that this started. It may have been a dud reason. It may have just been because everyone else did or it may have been a reason that actually lots of people put thought into and tried and tested and this is why we came to that solution. Like is that, does your brain do that on? Yeah. yeah so right. yeah, but now we're like super interlinkages,
2: linkages and I'm very visual, so I'm all about analogies. So think about yeah. like a keyboard that you use on your computer. Mm-hmm. Those letters are that way because that's how they were set up on typewriters. Yep. And the reason that they were set up on typewriters was to slow, slow the typewriters down, down <laughs> yes. so that they so that the keys wouldn't stick. Yeah. Right. So it's actually a really inefficient way to do touch typing because it was designed to make you type slower. And though yeah. so there is another keyboard like the Dvorak keyboard, which is much more efficient. But because there's this convention of this is the keyboard we use, mm-hmm. it's really hard to kind of make that switch.
1: Yeah.
2: Um yeah, so it's it's always about that, like what's the, what's the benefit of changing versus like what are we going to lose or what's the cost of, mm-hmm. of going through that? Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's so like, yeah, benefit, you know,
1: this is still the best. Yeah. Yeah, or, or the cost benefit of it, it's not the best, but the momentum it would take to try and shift that or the cultural change or the family change or it wouldn't work for the, you know, like their financial investment is not going to work.
2: Yeah, or just I don't, I'm not interested in having to make such a huge change and then have to think about it when I can just touch type with this keyboard and
1: my fingers yeah. know what to do. I, I, in my head, I'm like going down a little bit of a rabbit hole with touch typing. This is what I do. Yeah. So I touch type at 100 words a minute with 100% accuracy, or it can oh, be okay, like 110 you. if the accuracy has to be like between 90 and 95 or something. So, like, there's an offset. Right. You know, when I've done like typing for jobs, but you know that. Yeah, well, I've said to them in the past, what are you looking for? Are you looking for speed or um, accuracy? Because I will trade one or the other off. And if it's up to me, I will trade off accuracy for efficiency every time. Exactly. And I mean, this is the thing
2: about engineering, right? You're always looking for, you're always optimizing. But what are you optimizing for? Are you optimizing for speed? Are you optimizing for quality? Are you
1: optimizing for cost? Are you optimizing for time? Like, so talk to me about how that works in your home. So, when you look at your home and you're like, okay, I want a home that is optimized, what does that look like to you? So,
2: the systems that work well in our house do not necessarily make logical sense to other people. Mm-hmm. So for instance, so here breaking rules, Amy will tell you, have all of your lids attached to all of your Tupperware so that you can just grab it and go, which I now do with my snack containers. And I agree that is convenient, not having to look for lids. Yeah. But I don't do that with bigger containers because they tessellate and like having them all made up would take up so much space. space. So I don't do that. And also. We should keep like with like, but I also don't do that because I keep the snack containers on the bench because that's what I grab for like kids' lunches and things in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then I have another space for containers that go into the freezer that are, they're like the Coles ones, the clear with the red lids, and they fit perfectly in the freezer drawer for the height. Oh,
3: yeah. So
2: they are the, what, they are the ones that go that's in my it. bar freezer and I put soup or whatever in them and they... So they live in a different place so people Mm -hmm. don't use them because I want them to be there for when I do, like, a batch cooking in the slow cooker. So there's, like, different homes for, like, the same things. Or, like, you know, find one container that works for you and put it everywhere throughout your house except. So we've got mostly clear because I'm visual and we've realised that if I I need to see inside the container to see what's Mm -hmm. there, except we also have an opaque container for, like, presents that yeah. we might be giving to people because otherwise the kids can see inside. <laughs> <laughs> um and so yeah, like we just know things about um uh, if we buy, you know, meats and things from the deli, they have to come out of the brown paper package
1: mm-hmm.
2: and go in a clear container. Because otherwise we would just, they just like don't get eaten. skate past that thing <laughs> and not see it. Yeah. Even though like Clearly, it's there, it's obviously there, and yet just won't even notice it. And I have not at all answered your question, have I? No,
1: you, have. you totally <laughs> have because that optimization looks like different things. So, yes, it might take a little bit of work to remember that the freezer containers are separate to the snack containers, which are separate yeah. to other containers, but the optimization is ease of access
2: and having yes. the right so things. Yeah, so it's access. Um, it's about minimizing the volume for
3: mm-hmm. the big
2: ones, but I care less about the volume of the small ones because they're small and you know, I rotate through them, so half of them in the dishwasher anyway. Yeah. Um and yeah, so it's I guess it's it's thinking in different terms. And you know, I was talking with my kids about like what does best mean to you?
1: Like Ooh. is first
2: best or is finished best or is, you know, fastest like what is best mean and that's that's that question around optimizing
0: hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot
1: Listeners, we just um, had to restart the recording over the ad break. So if we've come back and our sound is completely different because now we're freaking out that it's not picking up the right microphone. So if that's the case, please just show us, Grace, and your ears will adjust within about 15 seconds and you won't remember what it sounded like before. And if it doesn't, you can just ignore this little PSA. So, Sylvia, you, you said just before the break, what does winning look like to you or what does... Success
2: look like what was the
3: wording?
1: What's our no, no, best? best. Look like?
2: Okay. What does the best look like? Um, so like take the example of meal planning. So for a weeknight meal for our family, you must be able to cook it within 20 minutes. Great. That rule. means cooking like packet rice. Mm-hmm. So 20-year-old Sylvia is going, what are you doing? Cooking packet rice, like cook it properly. <laughs> Right. So we're making a compromise on the yep. quality or the, you know, how well cooked it is or how flavorsome or whatever, because it's going to be done in 20 minutes. Because it's a 30 second yeah. in the microwave. Right. So it's got to be done in 20 minutes. So for us, best is cooked and on the table within 20 minutes because mm-hmm. that's the time we have available. Um, on the weekends, I can do slow cooking and I can make a soup that will cook for eight hours and be really delicious. And, but then I'll freeze it and. It comes back into that ready in 20 minutes. I can Ooh, bring I it the that. soup and cook toast or whatever, grilled cheese on toast. That can be turned around in 20 minutes. But I can't do
1: a big, start long, a nice, Tuesday. fancy
2: cook, yeah, during on a weeknight
1: because that mm-hmm. just will not work. So that's what best looks like is yeah. during the week you're prioritising time and efficiency and productivity over slow and enjoyment and you know different flavors and that type of thing
2: yeah yeah you know whereas pre-children sylvia used to love cooking and would cook really delicious meals like new recipes wow foods i've never cooked before now it's all about like same thing week in week out i can do it without a recipe i can do it with my eyes closed Mm -hmm. just bang 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 out in 20 minutes i'm really Mm. hoping that one day i'll get back to like cooking nicely
1: yeah yeah or even that you have the freedom to do it on a Saturday like you make the effort you go to the market you get your ingredients you come home you've got like time set aside for it because that's what a best Saturday looks like
2: yeah or you know time for baking so if we've had a really hectic week and live like behind with dishes and things I don't bake
1: mm-hmm.
2: don't love that I'm not baking but I have come to accept that's not a baking day.
1: Yeah. If,
2: if we're on top of things, everything's down. I come to the kitchen, it's like ready for action. All right, let's bake something.
1: That's great. So best in that situation sounds like how am I not adding to the workflow but actually being able to do something enjoyable that's got benefits because mm. we're all going to enjoy it without it then becoming an additional stress. Is that right?
2: Yes, yes. So I'm kind of learning about spoon theory um, quick recap for people yeah, can you, who yeah, aren't familiar um, spoon theory is about saying that every day you open your drawer of spoons which and a spoon is your energy to do things and some days there are lots of spoons and some days there are not as many and so it's really important to evaluate mm, how many spoons have I got how much energy do I need to expend
3: mm-hmm. so
2: at work I take the lift up and down all the time Mm -hmm. yes I could physically walk up and down the stairs but I know when I get home I need to be able to walk up and down the stairs to get the kids to bed so Mm -hmm. I can't expend those spoons at work because I need them for later in the day so it's about it's so I'm optimizing for spoons now that's great as opposed to
1: getting everything done yeah, well, really hard. yes, and getting everything done and the shoulds. Like, well, I yes. should take the stairs or I should make my own lunch every day. Like I don't make my lunch ever when I go and see a client. As you would know, I get the same chicken on Helga's bread and lettuce sandwich every single like every single time I see a client. And a diet coke. <laughs> and a diet coke every single time, right? But yep. I never, ever, ever buy lunch on an office day. Never. I I barely eat lunch at all this because I forget. But, you know, like I'm optimising for different things. I'm optimising for I don't want to have to make a decision. It's not that I don't like other things. It's not that I don't want to try a different sandwich. It's that on the way to work, I don't want extra decisions to make.
2: Well, and it's also when you go into different people's houses, you don't want to have to say, can I use your microwave Mm -hmm. and not know whether they have one or like
1: I don't so want to have you're to kind
2: of optimizing for minimizing preparation time when you get there too. You're not going to That's turn up true. with a frozen soup and go, "Oh, yeah, I need a cutlery, but you don't have any." Or you know, yeah, like when and you turn up, where I bring for, my yeah, yeah, I bring my own fork to work because there's never any forks by
1: the time <laughs> I eat lunch. Do you always remember to bring it home?
2: Yes, because it, it stays with the container. But sometimes we get like forks from. Like we'll get forks out of the dish and go, I think those are from like someone's work. Let's yeah. take those back.
1: <laughs> we do the same when Cal is in the office. I'm like, I don't think that spoon's ours, babe. Yeah. <laughs> Send that back to work. Um, the other thing, not that it's relevant now because I feel like we've totally moved on from the conversation, but the other thing that I like with the sandwich is it's optimized for eating on the go. So yes. I don't have to stop and sit which in some situations I can do and I've, I've got the the opportunity to sit and have, you know, three or four minutes to eat my sandwich, but if I need to, I can scoff that thing in about 45 seconds and I can do right. it without actually having to touch the sandwich if I'm in a, in a home that's hygienically, not. I don't want to go straight from decluttering to touching a sandwich. Okay, let's move on from my sandwich issues. it'll be another area. I want to know what does best look like? Um, what does best look like before the cleaner comes for you guys? We're talking about that off air. So um, I'm picking a
2: a prickly one. Oh, mate. So this is going to make everyone feel great. So (laughs) the cleaner comes. We've moved from fortnightly cleaner to weekly cleaner, A, because that's all we could get because it's really hard to get cleaners, but B, because it reduces the time that clutter can build up. Between the cleans,
3: mm-hmm.
2: so there's less to do each time. If that makes sense, that's really smart. Um, because it would be lovely to think that the cleaner could just rock up and clean, but that is not the household that we live in. Mm-hmm. And so we try very hard to, as a family, do a bit of a tidy before they come. Generally, the amount of tidying required just to make the floors and surfaces available is more than the capacity of everyone. Mm -hmm. um at the time so often it's me like running around it's literally my cardio like running around getting everything off the floor so there will be like things on our bed laundry hampers on our bed things on the kids beds um boxes of just stuff on the couch Mm -hmm. um and then at the end of the day, you come home and go, oh, it's so clean and
1: wonderful. Now I've got to take all these things off the couch so I can sit down <laughs> on the couch. So best in that situation is easy access for the cleaner rather than spending time that you don't necessarily have, Make like making sure that every little piece of every little thing is put away in its home. So best is I want the cleaner okay. to come in, be able to do yep. the cleaning and I still want to get to work on time and I want the kids to get to school and I don't want us all to walk out the door screaming at each other once a week. Is that a fair... I'm not yes. saying that's how I it mean, always works. You know,
2: life goals, walking out, not screaming at each other.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's why, that's why I'm like clarifying. Like I am a parent, I get how this works. But um, that's what best looks like, even if we don't yeah. always achieve best. Yeah, and
2: and so, you know, ideally at the end of that day, I would come back and look at what's in the boxes and put them away and realistically at the end of the day when I'm out of spoons, the boxes get shoved off the couch so I can sit on the couch and they're on the floor waiting for next week. But the stuff's all in the box. Right. And Theoretically. uh, And, you know, people with ADHD are really good at hunting things out. So if there's something in them that I need, I will find it.
3: Mm.
2: May not get everything else away, but I will find what I need. I'll probably know where it is. Um, yeah, so it's like it's not great, but it's you know, little 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 wins. Um, one of the things that I struggle with, which um, was really interesting, because my partner is the opposite to me. So he looks at things of like, oh look how much we've done, and I will look and go, well we've done ten percent of what needs to be done. That's mm-hmm. not good enough. Mm. <laughs> we got to do the other ninety percent now. And he be like, look at all the stuff they did. Um, and so for me, I measure things like, okay, this is what needs to happen. You know, go, 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 get it done. And so I will have enough energy to do maybe 50% of it. And then I'll get halfway through and go, uh, I have to stop now.
1: Or I will just keep going
2: until my body literally makes me stop.
1: Yeah, when you have actually really borrowed spoons from tomorrow, which yes, yes. is not a great idea.
2: So and get 50% through and like you know what it's like when you're decluttering, it like gets worse before it gets better. Yeah. But mm-hmm. then if you stop in that zone. That's a really
1: tricky space to stop.
2: It's really bad because then it ends up being worse when you get back to it because things get mixed up. Mm-hmm. So for me, I try and do like the micro declutter and the, I, I coined the nano declutter, which is one thing. Yeah, I've been fail. talking about that a little bit more. In cannot some... fail. Yeah. <laughs> Success doing the whole thing is one thing, get one thing, put it in its home, success. Success. So I can't fail at that.
1: Yeah. I like the episode hasn't dropped yet, but I was talking to another one of our guests about the nano declutter that you've uh, introduced me to, because I think there's like, I'm actually developing a, I'm trying to pick how much to uh, let everyone in on the secret. I'm developing a product slash system at the moment that embraces Mm. the micro declutter and the nano declutter so just keep your eyes peeled it'll it'll hopefully be out in the next probably five or six months it's a big project but I'm really excited about it very
2: good yeah so for me like you might say oh well I might do 30 nano declutters in a day
3: mm-hmm.
2: where I've decluttered one thing but if you said to me all right go put those 30 things away at once can't do that like I just physically cannot do it yeah and even today I had a body double and I was like right I'm so sick of these boxes we're just gonna like sort them and put them away properly and like that was quite physically demanding for me and I was so I felt so good at that I'm like yes we're like there was still one box that didn't quite get to, mm. but we've stacked another box of toys on top, so hopefully it won't get disturbed. <laughs> but it feels really good. And then I was, like, sitting on the couch, and my husband walked in like, this looks great. You've wrecked yourself doing it, haven't you? I'm like,
1: oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's where the body, body double can be really helpful because you can, if you've, if you've got someone that you can kind of delegate, the work that's harder for you so for some people it's the decision making that's harder for some people it's the knowing where to start for some people it's the physical labor for some people the physical labor's fine but they can't bend like there's there's always going to be yeah. limitations um so how do you actually what does best look like in using the resources you have and then outsourcing for resources that are more difficult or more challenging
2: yeah and and I feel like you know when I first got you you kind of did the thinking and the doing whereas now I feel more comfortably like oh this is
1: exactly what I want to do mm-hmm. Amy can you please go and do it because I can't do it yeah but I think now the solutions are better than when I suggested them because you're living in the space you understand the space you know yourself and so because you've got those foundations you're actually making wiser choices and so if I came now I'd probably be more of a body double And a sounding board rather than coming in and kind of, you know, like sometimes you need a decluttering expert to come in and be be the expert and kind of say, can you kind of direct? Whereas I feel like once clients develop that foundation and they develop their own tools, there's less of that direction and more of that coaching. Like it's a really cool transition and that's what it should be.
2: Yeah, although then I'm sitting there going, well, why am I getting Amy in? Because I know what I need to do. I should just get on and do it myself.
1: That's ADHD, (laughs) isn't it? classic, right? It's ADHD. Like the... The The shoulds. Yeah, the shoulds and the the, inner, like, let's talk about that for a minute because you were saying before we hit record, you know, an hour ago or whatever that was, you wanted to talk about something what was the screenshot that you took that had to do with kind of that lazy label that we Uh, get given and do you want to talk to that okay well
2: a lot of people are very apprehensive about getting a diagnosis because they say oh I don't want to have a label and my response to that is you already have the label it's just not that word, it's something else. And so
3: Ooh. for me,
2: it was like, well, the label was lazy or messy or disorganized. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but then working as an engineer, we focus on efficiency. And lazy and efficiency are the same thing, but the, the difference is like a moral judgment, right? So oh, say that again, say that again. I'm doing a brenade ground. I can't Brown remember what I said.
1: Lazy lazy and efficiency. Are, are effectively
3: the same thing with just a different
1: label.
2: Is that, is that, yeah. So, so in engineering, I want to do the same thing for less cost, less time, less, you know, less people, less resources. That's what lazy is, right? Ugh. I'm doing the job quicker. I'm, you know, compromising on quality because I need to do it quickly, or I'm not doing it because I don't have the energy. I'm, you know, it's making energy defer.
1: Yeah.
2: Or, you know, my thing of like, I'm not going to fill a sink with water to wash one dish. I might as well wait till there's four dishes or five dishes to, you know, economy is a scale of yes. using the dish of the, the thing of water for more dishes mm-hmm. makes more sense to me, except if I leave it too long and there's like three sink loads and I probably should have done them already. <laughs> right. But but when you use the word lazy, there's a judgment there about an expectation that you should have done it. But when it's efficient, it's like, oh, well, it's something that we think is really good that you've economized, you've saved time, or you've saved money. It's like, well, that you know, someone with ADHD is economizing. Mm. You know, you're saying, I don't have spoons now. I, you know, need the spoons for later. You're economizing the spoons in your, or you know, all this stuff's going on in your head. Yeah. To work all of this out, but then, the lazy label comes, right? <laughs>
1: You've just blown my mind. (sighs) Like you've actually blown my mind. So if I was to think about that one of the biggest compliments someone could give me about, let's say, like my work ethic. Let's not go character because I think character sits sits outside of a lot of that. But if you were to give me like the greatest compliment, it would probably be efficient. And if you were to give me the worst downgrading, downputting, make me spiral into shame it would be lazy so what you've just said is those two things actually can look the same it's all about a value judgment it's about the value judgment and oh my gosh sylvie
2: yeah and so i you know i used to feel really bad about having a messy house and now i say well you know it's a, it's a reflection of my values that I would rather spend time with my kids than tidying the house. Or I would rather save my energy for mm-hmm. having fun with my family than spend all of my energy tidying and then not have energy to do anything
1: else that I want to do. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. ADHD is, I want you to, like, if you're thinking of getting a tattoo in 2023, I want it to be... I am efficient. I am not lazy. Yeah, uh, I want that tattoo because, like, for instance, when we um, my dad retired and we spoke to him about coming on board as our family chef, quite a few people said to me that's just lazy, and I was like, "Are you kidding? It's efficient. <laughs> it's so efficient. Like, he's using his time. We're using our time. There's he a probably enjoys it. He does enjoy it. Like he said to me today, like. I really enjoy it. Sometimes my back hurts because I stand up for so long in the kitchen, but I spend a couple of hours in the garden each morning. I play a round of golf and I know that I'm cooking for you guys. And it's so efficient for us because I would much prefer to be recording a podcast episode, playing chess with my kids, doing something between like five and seven. And so it's efficient, not lazy.
2: Right. And you don't like cooking.
1: I hate cooking. Exactly. I'm not bad at it. Well, I'm not great at it, but I would nutritiously feed my family. I wouldn't ever go and do 20-year-old Sylvia beautiful dinners. But it I just think that efficient tattoos people. Yeah. Tattoos efficiency (laughs) efficient, not lazy. Yeah.
2: And I think too, it's like I think as when you're younger, it's like, oh, you want to try and do everything and and increase your skills at everything. And it's like that. Weaknessing, oh you're not very good at cooking so you should cook more to you know Mm. and then I think as we get older it's like you know what we can embrace the fact that you don't even got joy cooking and I don't enjoy laundry or whatever (laughs) yeah embrace the fact that we don't have to do everything and we can outsource and saying that outsourcing like in your case your dad loves doing that in my case having a cleaner every week I'm giving someone a job correct who would not have had that job do you know yeah I don't feel bad and I and like I'm at a point now We've, we've always had a cleaner as long as we've been married, but the, the rule was as long as we're above a 1.6 time fraction, we have a cleaner because we don't have time. But, I love that. Zero regrets. But now I'm at a point where I physically can't do it, so we have to mm. have a cleaner. I was talking clean.
1: about your, like your tipping point of cleaner versus non-cleaner with Cal today because he's about to go back into full-time work next month, and it's been probably four years since he was full-time. He's usually about 0. 0.8 or 0. 0.9. And so he does all the cleaning. So this morning he'd spent two hours like doing like the really good deep clean in the bathrooms, like two hours in the bathrooms. And when he came out, I was almost panicked because I was like, babe, we're both going to be working full time next month. We need to think about a cleaner because like all of a sudden we've gone over this tipping point. And I was like, Sylvia and Ewan. (laughs) Because it makes sense and you go, that's the tipping point. That's when best kicks in, best changes. Yeah,
2: and I think that's also like, you know, I guess the other saying, if I was going to get a tattoo, it's like I am doing the best I can with the resources I I have available to me right now. That's going to have to be like a full back tattoo because that's pretty long. I know. But that's what I say to myself all the time. I'll get mine if you get yours. You know.
1: It's never not even happened. joking. I'm such not a even worst. joking.
2: So one of the other fun things that I am discovering about the, myself is that I feel pain a lot more strongly than other people.
3: Oh, so I will yes. not be getting a tattoo.
1: Oh, I desperately want one.
2: I want I think, one. I'm just not doing it. I, I okay. keep the nose piercing. I'm not doing. All right. Anyway, digression. digression. But I guess what I'm saying is, like, when I was on maternity leave, we didn't have a cleaner because we didn't have mm-hmm. the money for a cleaner. Yeah. Like the house is not very clean. Yeah. Yeah. I, I spent my time looking after babies and cleaning nappies and doing laundry. I actually didn't have time to clean mm-hmm. or energy to clean when the house was not very clean because we like we just couldn't afford a cleaner. Yeah. But then, all right, we can afford a cleaner, let's get a cleaner. Yeah. So it's not at all any kind of judgment for if people can't get a cleaner, no, like I feel like no. you have to. But, yeah, for us it's, like, just that prioritising of, like, what are the things that we're going to outsource? Yeah. And, you know, full disclosure, I have a wonderful, wonderful mother-in-law who enjoys doing laundry and she has been helping us out with laundry. Oh,
1: that's brilliant. You know. That's brilliant.
2: Zero rats. She's wonderful.
1: and I'm so grateful to have her in our village. Mm. Um, but, yeah. And I think best also then and I just just want to share this quick story that happened about two hours ago around my dinner table. So as listeners, you probably know, my boys are now 15 and 16. And they do a lot of household responsibilities because they're well capable. And tonight I heard them negotiating. That. So at the moment, one sets the dinner table, one clears the dinner table, one puts all the washing on and gets it dried, and the other sorts it and takes it to the person's bedroom. They then negotiated saying, I actually prefer all the laundry, and I then don't lose track of where the process is at, and you seem to be pretty good at doing the table. Do you want to do all of the dinner stuff, and I'll do all of the washing stuff, and it was like two little housemates negotiating. Like, Calvin I didn't have anything to do with it, but I was sitting there with such joy. And they're like, is that okay, mom? And I was like, absolutely. I think this is brilliant. Like you're showing initiative, you're understanding yourselves. Like I'm just, this This is it. Like this is what it, this is when you're bringing your kids up to understand this stuff is you don't then have teenagers who are always entitled. Doesn't mean they're perfect. My gosh, doesn't mean any of us are perfect. But it, those foundations are a good
2: Yes, well, pat on the back for you, Amy. Like oh, pat on 15 there for years them. of saying it over and over and over again, something has sunk in. Yeah. I keep having to say that like I just
1: if I say it enough times, it's gonna sink in. And different personalities, different people, different combinations. There's no one yeah. one way fits all. Listeners, I have got so much out of this episode. So I have no doubt that you have. I've actually, I don't know if you noticed something, but I was taking notes. <laughs> And even though I'm going to listen to this again for the final edit, I've taken notes for myself because there's been so many moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, like that's such a good way of thinking of it. Or uh, let's go deeper. Like let's ask more questions than, oh, I, it was, let's, let's go further than I should be in a decluttered house. Like actually what's the priority? What does best look like? What is the problem here? is the problem that there's too much stuff or is it just that the flow's not working or we don't have the right solution or the timetable doesn't work or the person responsible for it? Like I think if you, you're taking away things I want you to take away, what does problem solving look like when you actually understand the problem and you create a solution that works for you and your family? Anything else, Sylvia, that you want to add?
2: Um. Well, I'd, I've just consulted my list of notes so that I would remember things because my memory is terrible. Um, and one of the things I want to talk about is we're we're planning a renovation mm. and trying to renov like plant the design, have it around my ADHD and have things set up in a way that will work for me. So things like laundry hamper is going to be in the bathroom. It's going to have its own little space under the bench, but it's not going to have a drawer in front of it to hide it away mm-hmm. because then we won't see it and we won't use everything it. Everything will end up on
1: the floor. Yeah.
2: That's right. So the laundry hamper has to be visible. We're designing a walk-in pantry with no door Great. so everything is visible. Yeah. Um, and just lots lots of little things like that, like understanding how my brain works and the best way to set things up so that I will remember where things go, not have to have, like, a million Dymo labels everywhere telling Mm -hmm. me what things are um, and thinking through the flow of, um, like, where things go, where will we take things off, where will we store things, how will, like, where will, you know, all those different bits and pieces go kettle near tea near spoons near the mm. fridge to get the milk so that you're not like turning away and getting distracted by something. Yeah. That you've got it all within reach and you don't have to walk away and then go, well, what was I coming here for again? Mm.
1: I think that like I've I've really enjoyed being part of your um, plan stage because I like house plans is my love language. <laughs> and so whenever you text them through to me. I often save it for the end of the day because it's like my treat at the end of the day is I get to open up your renewed house plans and like have a look through them and I'm like enlarging this and I'm thinking about that and I often write notes and I think I've sent notes to you haven't I yeah (laughs) (laughs) because that stuff makes a really big difference
2: yeah absolutely and you know, and if it's not done well, it can make life really difficult. Mm. Like the house that we have, which we're going to renovate, there's like a two or three centimetre gap between the shower glass and the vanity. So things can drop down in between yeah, there. Yeah, but you can't but store it's anything it's quite there. tricky to get them, mm-hmm. but you can't get them out. Yeah, stupid. <laughs> Doing. I um, don't use that word in our household, but yes. Yeah, um, Poor design. illogical,
1: illogical. <laughs> One of the things yes. I do love doing, and I haven't actually done one in a couple of months, is doing a house plan review with people. So I don't even know if people know that's something that the of decluttering offers, but it's not just me that does them. But people will book an hour, and basically I'll just, like, ask a whole lot of questions. There was one lady recently that had, a, she had an architect who had designed, like, this work-from-home space in between the walk-in pantry and the kitchen. I was like that is going no. to become the biggest dumping zone you've ever had she's like no 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 there's power nice and there. stools are going underneath and I'm like yeah. it's not that's what we're going to do like yeah. a family admin I said it's not you're going to do the family admin at the bench or at the table or on the couch you're not going to do it there you're facing you're in between the pantry and the kitchen but we don't know how to put it I was like don't have it then because that that's an illogical space. It's just going to be where you end up putting excess and bits and pieces. But anyway, or
2: tracks. Or even just things that like
1: work for other people. And I'm like, no, I don't
2: want that. So we, the original plan, I think it had a laundry that would, with a door out to the east side. And I was like, well, there's not, you're not going to put laundry out there. It's not going to get dry.
3: Mm. You actually need
2: the laundry. Like and it was a huge walk around to get outside to hang the laundry out. I was like, well, that's no, let's move that. So then you'd like the laundry, you walk straight out the door to the clothesline on the west side, which will get so the sun. You know, you can like come and join those.
1: Carly and I when we like are old ladies and we're yeah. gonna run like problem solving businesses where people call up and like just with random problems. And our job is just to like ask a lot of really good questions and then kind of poach through a whole lot of different answers and then like check back in in a week so you can oh, I, mate, I, I love I'm i recruiting stuff. you yeah I, I reckon it <laughs> listeners thank you so much for hanging out with us it like it's just been such a good episode this series is filling my cup thank you so much Sylvie for making time sharing your endless wisdom Oh, you're, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. Listeners, I will see you next week. And until then, enjoy the freedom. I would like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people who are the traditional custodians of the land this podcast is recorded on. I would also like to pay respects to their elders, both past and present, of the Kulin Nation and extend that respect to other Indigenous Australians thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to rate and review the show on your podcast app. That will help others to find the Art of Decluttering podcast as well. If you'd like any more information, you can visit theartofdecluttering.com.au and I would love to see you in my Facebook group. Just search the Art of Decluttering community on Facebook and join today. I hope that you have an incredible rest of your day and enjoy the freedom.